You're listening to the Centre Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message, recorded live from our Brighton campus. Okay, so we're looking at Matthew 5. So we'll start from verse 1. I know that uh, those that have been coming along, and maybe you've, you're quite familiar with this passage, but I always feel that you can never hear God's word too often. There's always something to learn. There's always something to, to gain, something to take away. So let's start reading that. So it's start my version here. Introduction to the Sermon on the Mount. Now when Jesus saw the crowds, he went up on a mountainside and sat down. His disciples came to him and he began to teach them. The Beatitudes. He said, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called the children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad, because great is your reward in heaven. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who went before you, who were before you. So the one I'm looking at today is verse 9, and it's blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Now, when we look at that whole first part these opening statements, we look at that word blessed and we think, oh, this sounds good. And uh, we soon find that oh, the, the statements begin to contradict each other. Um, it's an encouraging way to start, but as you read on, you think, oh, this verse sounds as though I'm getting a raw deal. And uh, in the world, we may think one way and determine that our way of thinking and doing is correct. We've got that wrong many times, I'm sure. And Jesus turns the world's way of thinking on its head. In other words, we often have to give up our rights in order to serve others. If we look at the Beatitudes, we see that Jesus describes the traits that he would like the disciples to have. This is what he was looking for in them. The word blessed is used often positively, even today. And um, we might say, I'm blessed this month because I've had a pay rise, or it was raining yesterday, but what a blessing. The sun has come out today. And so we're blessed. We use that word sometimes, maybe believers more often than non-believers. So 
what does blessed mean? It's more than happiness. It's more than good fortune. It's more than good contentment. One dictionary that I was looking at said that it was um, being connected to God. It meant um, having a sacred nature. So what does it mean? It means that we are in God's kingdom. We are part of his family. It means that however difficult our circumstances, um, we can have hope and joy because we are in Christ. We have future rewards to look forward to. at 1 Peter. I'm going to read a few verses throughout, but you don't have to look all of them up. But the next one we're going to look at is 1 Peter 4, 14. It says, If you are insulted because of the name of Christ, you are blessed. For the Spirit of God, glory, for the Spirit of glory and of God rests on you. Did you know that? If you're insulted because of God's name, um, you are blessed. It doesn't sound quite right, does it? But that's how it is. Um, God's spirit rests on us and people recognize that. And, and so that we can often be insulted because they see that we're different. I remember some years ago, I went to Pensacola, Florida, when they had that great move of God. There was a particular church that they all met up in, in Brownsville Church it was. And there was a young singer in there. And she, at the time, would have been about 14 years old. And she sang right at the end of every meeting and it was a powerful song. It was Mercy Seat, it was called. And it was calling people to God's throne. Come, come, God's calling you. And they'd come. And they'd pray. And they'd bow down. And if you go on YouTube, even today, and you look at that, you'd be moved by it. God's spirit is, you know, you could feel the anointing even looking at it on YouTube. And this young singer, Charity James, um, She'd been singing a church. She was about 10 when she started to sing in the church. And I know that I can't quite remember what age it was, but she, she, um, came in and she had like a, a letter and she's going, I've got one, I've got one. And what it was was a nasty letter. And, um, she, she just, I think for her, it's, well, God's spirit must be on me. If I've got a nasty letter, if I'm being insulted in this letter, even at that young age, she said, well, God's spirit must be on me. People have noticed. They don't like it. Satan certainly doesn't like it. So um, that's what it says about that particular verse. So who are the, the peacemakers? Well, Peacemakers aren't pacifists. They aren't appeasers that offer a temporary or a calm solution. They aren't even politicians or world leaders. 
If we are disciples of God, if we are his disciples, we are the peacemakers. We should have peace in ourselves because of who we are and what we've received from him. Um, do you know, it's a challenge sometimes to be a peacemaker. We've received grace from our Lord Jesus Christ. We know that he, he came, we've been talking about this during the Easter period. He came so that we might know God. He came, he died, he rose again, and it was all for, um, kingdom's cause. So we might know God, we might know him, and we might be saved. And, um, when we know Jesus, we know God, and we we know what He expects of us. We can become those peacemakers. Jesus Himself is the Prince of Peace. Our Word tells us that He is a mediator between God and man. As peacemakers, we should endeavour to bring conflict. To an end, we should share and communicate what we know, what we've received from God with others. It's, in, it's so important to impart peace and offer friendship to others. This is a huge testimony for us as believers and disciples to live a life as a peacemaker. Can you imagine people going around saying, well, those people there, they're the children of God. Those are the sons of God because of what we do and and the, the unity that we have with other people. The will of God is that we have peace with him, with each other, within ourselves. If we have a problem with somebody, we need to recognize it. We shouldn't delay dealing with it. We should go up to them. The word says um, in Matthew five twenty-three to 24, it says, Therefore, if you are offering your gift at the altar, and there remember that your brother or sister has something against you, leave your gift there at the front of the altar, First go and be reconciled to them, then come and offer your gift. And I always thought that was interesting, that the brother or sister has something against you. It's not you that has something against them. But even so, we have a responsibility to put that relationship right. We have to be peacemakers. We have to take that initiative. And... um you know, we might think, well, actually, they offended me and they should be the first person to come and say sorry, maybe. Maybe that's that could be our attitude. Maybe it could be, well, I'm not going to say anything. You know, he should realise or she should realise what they've said, what they've done. But Jesus wants us to be the first to leave our offering. And, you know, the order there is very clear. Our offering is to God, but he would prefer that we sorted out um, our differences, our offences with our brothers or sisters or brother or sister, put that right and then return 
you know, it's a good thing to have clean hands when you come before the Lord. And, you know, if we've remembered that we've done something wrong, we need to sort it before the Lord. As a peacemaker, we have to really be careful about what we say. We, we have to be reconciled and restored with our brothers and sisters or people that maybe that don't know the Lord. We, we need to have that time that we take to putting things right, to, to sharing God's peace with them. It's about humility. It's about love. It's about forgiveness. And you need to have those things in order to be a peacemaker. Proverbs 12:18 The words of the reckless pierce like swords, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. I think you have to be wise too to be a peacemaker. You know, we can really damage somebody with our tongues. You say something that hurts them. And think, well, that's okay. You know, I've got that off my chest. Um, so we're told to watch our tongue, to, to have some restraint in what we say to other people, to have a dig at people. You know, you say something and it's half a joke, but really there's a bit of a dig there, a bit of sarcasm there, a harsh word. We need to put those things right. We need to be wise with our conversation. We need to do everything we need to do to bring peace. The aim always is to bring harmony, healing, and reflect the Saviour, who is the Prince of Peace. I've said that before. He is the Prince of Peace. Romans twelve fourteen. Uh, sorry, Romans twelve eighteen says, "If it is possible, as far as it depends." On you, live in peace with everyone. It might not always be possible. It might be that they won't have it. They might say, well, you know, I don't want to be peaceful with you. I don't want to make up. I don't want to listen to you. But as far as it's possible, for us, our part, we have to live at peace with the people that we rub shoulders with. It might be a family member. It might be a friend. It might be a group of people might be in your workplace, wherever. Sure, the Lord, the Lord prompts us, doesn't he? And uh, makes us aware of those situations. We need to glorify God. And we will glorify him if he knows that we're putting things right. Psalm 34, 14 says, Seek peace and pursue it. Well, pursuing is, is going after it, no matter what the cost. Seeking it and going after it. You're focused. You're going after it, no matter what. You want to do the right thing because you know God. We have to be patient to be a peacemaker. You know, God is so patient with us and he forgives us all the time. When he deals with us, he deals with us with so much patience. Time and time again, we say the wrong thing, we do the wrong thing. And, and then we're impatient with somebody else when we've received so much. So we need to be like God. 
Are you a peacemaker? Do you share God's peace with others, making a big difference in their lives? Do you invite them to be part of the kingdom of heaven? Before Jesus died, he left a legacy of peace with the disciples. In John 14, 27, he says, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your heart be troubled. Jesus was about to leave this earth and he just wanted to um, emphasize to the disciples that they mustn't be worried. In fact, some versions say, be of good cheer. Be of good cheer. I like that one because it's, you know, this isn't going to be for, for always, all the difficulties that we encounter. Be of good cheer. Outside of God, there is no peace. There is no happiness. The world only offers what is temporary. You know, it could be wealth, it could be power. Um, sitting on a quiet beach, peacefully reading a book, or you're sitting in a sunny room, or what have you. That's not peace. People, there are many people that have all the worldly things. They've got money, they've got home, food, job, a family. But there are lots of people that have all these things and they're not peaceful. They're unhappy people. Again, these are things that are attainable in the world, but, but in God's kingdom, they're worthless. Only God can offer peace that has a depth to it that can't be surpassed. Only God can give us a joy that is so much more than happiness. John 16:28 says, I have told you these things that you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. Peace is possible in difficult times. God gives us reassurance. We need the peace of God. We can go through some situations that really rock us, some hairy times, some scary times. But we need God's peace to know that that is just a temporary situation and that what he has got for us in the future will come about God has overcome the world and the trials that we go through here. He's overcome it all. The Lord gives strength to his people. He rewards them with peace. Peace is a reward. This is Psalm 29:11. It's a reward. Peace is a reward. It's a gift. Ephesians 2, for he is our peace. Jesus is our peace. If we didn't have him, if we didn't know, or if we weren't saved, we would have no peace at all. And that was the reason why he came, so that we might have peace. What does the word say about children of God or sons of God? Galatians 3, now 
that faith has come, we are no longer under a guardian. So in Christ Jesus, you are all children of God through faith. It's because we have trusted God. Trust him with the future. We've trusted him. We've trusted him for that eternal future with him. And we're not under law, although Jesus came to fulfill the law, but he came to complete it as well. The purpose of the law was to lead us to Jesus. He came so that we might be reconciled with the Father. When we become peacemakers, and we're children of God here, we are a a reflection of God. We are a likeness. We are doing his will by bringing people to his throne, by making peace with them, by sharing what we've experienced, what the Lord has given to us. People will know that we are his children because we are imitating God. If we aren't called children of God, well then we're outside of the family. Ephesians 4 is a chapter on maturity and unity in the body of Christ. In verse 3 it says, Endeavouring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. This is a bond between us and children, other children of God. Jesus lives on the inside of us. No one can pluck us out of his hand. Romans 5 says, we, we're justified by faith. We can have peace. We are not enemies of God. We are his children. We are his children. The Lord blesses his people with peace. I really like that Psalm 29, 11 verse. He blesses his people with peace. Have you got peace in your life? Have I got peace in my life? When we receive grace, we will want to give grace. When we receive love, we want to give love. When we receive peace, we want to give it. We have the opportunity to give glory to God when we forgive people. And people can see God in us. The kingdom of heaven belongs to the children of God. Those are peacemakers. Peace within themselves, with each other, and with God. Peacemakers align themselves to the Prince of Peace, which is Jesus. As I come to a close now, but I just want to ask that question again. Have you got peace with God? Have you got peace in yourself? 
Have you got peace with your brothers and sisters or maybe a family member or whoever? Is there a turmoil in your heart? Do you know Jesus? Do you know Jesus? If you don't know Jesus today, today you can know him. You can know about this peace. I'm talking about the peace that he came to to give to us. He wanted us to know the Father. He was the one that that brought that peace and said, look, you can know my Father. He wants you to be saved. He wants to know you. Have you got that peace? I would love to pray with you at the end or maybe somebody else, Tyler's here, to pray if you haven't got that peace that you need to have so that you can be a peacemaker, so that you can be called a child of God, a son of God, a daughter of God as well, that means. Lord, I just want to thank you for your people and I want to thank you for the peace that passes all understanding. Father, we just thank you for all the things you've done in our lives. And there are times, Lord, when we feel that we fail you, and we do. But Lord, you are so forgiving. You are so patient. Thank you that you made it the way available so that we might know God. Father, we ask for your peace in our hearts, in our lives. Lord, change us. Help us to be the peacemakers that you speak about because we have got an eternal view of things that the things that we get involved in today they matter but they're it's eternity that we we have our eyes on so lord i pray that you remind us of your word this week and the importance of peace in our hearts lord jesus thank you that you have blessed us in so many ways. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness and your favor and your love and your faithfulness towards us every day. Lord, we, we just want to give you our hearts, Father. We thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast at Centre Church. One church passionately loving God and people in Burgess Hill and Brighton. To get the latest news or for any other information, check out our website at www.centrechurch.uk.